Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the Cyber Pro Podcast. We have a repeat offender guest on. We're super excited. It is David Rugely. He's the founder and CEO of Pantera Security. He was last with us on episode number 126 in September of 2021, two years ago. And at that time, you were talking to us about actionable plans, staying diligent. We have a completely new round of questions for you, David. Super excited to have you back. Hey, thank Rick. It's a, it's a pleasure to be back and I'm excited to be here. Perfect. Well, David, let's kick it off right away. What have you been up to since last being on the Cyber Pro Podcast? You know, um, uh, Rick, it's uh, it's been a, a grind every day, you know, uh, just beating that banner of, of you know, trying to make uh, everyone aware of the cybersecurity related risks that are out there. As a cybersecurity professional, you know, we're constantly beating that drum of, of warning, so to speak, and also a battle cry because I like to position Pantera to be an ally in uh, cyber warfare for small to medium-sized businesses. Love it. I love the the usage of warfare because I think we're we're at war, right? I mean, I think we see we're inundated with alerts and, and just attacks on, on the cyber side. Uh, with that, how has the cyber landscape changed or evolved over the past few years? Well, you know, um, over the past few years, you know, you, let's think about it. You know, one of the biggest elephants in the room is COVID, right? Uh, uh, COVID has changed how we do business, how we operate uh, from our home offices, you name it. So we don't have, so to speak, the traditional electronic security perimeter of our office space or our traditional business, uh, 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 brick and mortar business, right? So everyone moved home. Def, uh, just obliterating the uh, electronic security perimeter. So now you have people uh, with MFA sitting at home, uh, connecting to uh, secure networks through with no use of VPN and, and using uh, residential uh, internet and not thinking about the ramifications, legal or criminal, that could to, could arise from uh, operating in that manner. I love it. I love the outlook on it. Speaking of outlooks, are there any emerging trends, technologies, or approaches that you're excited about? Um, you know, uh, th this one is another big one, big topic that everybody's been talking about over the past year. And uh, I'm probably, you know, I've been kind of uh, reserved about talking about it myself, but uh, AI, artificial intelligence, that's a big, uh, a, a big, uh, a big hot topic right now in terms of making our lives easier, right? But also it's making our lives a little bit more dangerous. Um, we are starting to see uh, in terms and related to cybersecurity, we're starting to see where uh, 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 threat actors are starting to implement the use of, of, of artificial intelligence in creating uh, 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 malicious payloads and, uh, you know, as, as well as uh, 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 malicious threat packaging, you know, how they, they create uh, malicious software and things like that. So, uh, the emerging threat and emerging technology is both one and the same as it comes to artificial, artificial intelligence. I'm sorry. I love it. I love it. David, I know that you love talking about cybersecurity awareness and training. I'm curious how that emerging, that emerging technology of AI might be able to help us with awareness and education training for cyber. Do you, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I, I do, Rick. And uh, actually, you know, this also kind of ties into something that We've been working on here at Pantera and our uh, 
partnership with the Microsoft for Startup program. You know, um, just the same in the same manner that um, uh, that malicious threat actors are using AI to perform attacks. We are developing technology, in which I believe that the whole industry could develop technology to use artificial intelligence to combat that. For us, it's in the spirit of cybersecurity. Uh, awareness, but also training and not just on an annual basis. Many in industry, you know, we, we follow certain cybersecurity frameworks that allows us to determine the frequency of training and most folks just default to the one year of training, right? Well, the threat landscape is evolving every day, monthly even, right? You know, so, so uh, for, for, for us, we, we're developing technology that, that, that incorporates artificial intelligence to strengthen up the training that we give and hopefully we can increase the frequency of training, you know, quarterly or even monthly, depending on um, how sensitive uh, the company's data is and their workforce. Love it. And congratulations. I saw the post recently on the Founders Hub. So kudos for, you, for that. Thanks, Rick. I appreciate it. For sure. So I'd love to hear if you're, if you're able to come up with a real world cybersecurity story and share with us any lessons or takeaways that we can learn from it. You know, absolutely. I, I um, you know, there are a lot of horror stories out there, you know, and, and some are, are not able to admit. Um, but uh, I'll tell you of, of one particular story where, uh, uh, you know, ransomware is very real, right? And, and uh, this particular story uh, had a client that, uh, and let me back up just a moment. This is where the training comes in, too, right? You can have, you know, I believe uh, Kevin Mitnick said it, you know, you can have all the, you know, companies spend millions of dollars on all this fancy software and all the fancy products. And trust me, I love that stuff, too. But we don't address the weakest link in the security chain, and that is our users, right? So so I say that to, to bring this story in. Uh, I had a client that, um, that allowed a third-party a uh, uh, worker uh, from a, another country into their CRM and uh, their CRM, you know, as we know, your CRM is, is where everybody holds their, their, their customer data and things like that. And, you know, some kind of way around the same time that they hired this third party from a, 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 a developing country to manage uh, CRM stuff and, and a separate uh, account was created that sat there for a whole year and I found this out during my investigation. And then, you know, after a whole year later, that uh, created account became active and it started contacting all of the, all of the clients in this particular CRM, acting as if it was my client. And in the, in the email, it was, hey, we're changing some things. We need to update the information. Click on this link so that we can do it. And it was not, in fact, from my client, it was not from their third party person. You know, where did it come from? It, 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 the, the, uh, penetration had to come from somewhere. Right. Uh, so, so anyway, that email went out to all the, his, his particular clients and, you know, folks clicked on that link and submitted information that they probably should have. And once, once they figured it out, this particular client, again, this is where the training comes in, incident response planning and things of that nature. I didn't get called till three days late. You know, I should have been called the first day because yeah. by that time, your reputation is at stake 
And according to this particular client, they were losing 15 grand per day. So, 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 and, and, and your reputation, people losing clients and losing 15 grand per day, then, uh, yeah, that's a big deal. So, so that, that's one that we always kind of harp on, you know, be mindful, right. Of the emails that you're getting. And then also be mindful who has access to your systems. And are they using multi-factor authentication? How long do they have to be there? You know, are you using good identity and access management processes? That makes sense? Love it. I, I think that's great. So here's the final fun question for you. In the past, we've asked you what your favorite piece of retro technology was. But now, what is a current piece of technology that makes you smile? You know, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you actually, you know, last time it was the record player, I'm still on that. But, uh, you know, my uh, my background in, in education is in electrical engineering. Uh, so I love to tinker with electrical things. Uh, one of my favorites is old analog AM and FM radios. Uh, I have one in my possession that makes me smile. It's a it's an old GE uh, radio with the word snooze written on it with no E. It's caps S-N-O-O-Z. And it may be corny to some, but to me, I find it fascinating. Love it. David, thank you so much for being on the podcast again. Hey, Rick, thanks for having me. I definitely enjoyed this. Thank you for tuning into the CyberPro Podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on new podcasts and all of our cool bonus content.